0: Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome. Welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 263, and tonight, it's Pride Month, everybody. It is LGBT Pride Month. So why do I not feel like putting on my sequin shorts and riding on a parade float right now? We'll get into that. And also, we're going to talk about a little movie out of Great Britain, out of the UK, as it likes to be called sometimes, called B&B. Yes. And I suppose, since it's about a married couple, they might bear back. Which would make it the b and b That was stupid. But is the movie? We'll find out. But, before we take one step further down this particular yellow brick road. I gotta get this out the way. Kids, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh and every month, twice a month, I am your guide through the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But you're gonna have to see them through my very very gay little eyes and I gotta tell you right now my gay little eyes well, they're not pink and happy. I don't know what color they are. I mean... Do, do, do gay eyes come in mauve? Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know, but... The thing is, with Pride Month, as, it, as I get older, the more I think about what it's really all about and the history of it. I saw a post... Remember Michael Howie And his big beard? Yeah, Michael Howey, who was here for the pot last year. He talks about Dave made a maze and came back to do Grabbers back around St. Patrick's Day. Well, he had put up a post celebrating Pride Month, even though he is not one of the clan. And he said, he gave me this huge thank you in it. Because when he was in New York, we were down in the village and I was taking him to Marie's Crisis and we walked right past the Stonewall Park and the Stonewall Bar, of course, home of the Stonewall riots. And I explained to him, this is where Pride started and this is how it all happened. And this is the riots that went on for days. And He had no idea. Not at all. And I've learned a lot of people have no idea how we started doing this or why we do this. And that makes me sad, especially now. I'm on a Twitter group for queer podcasters and – one of the guys in there, who's a very sweet man and very well-intentioned and didn't deserve what happened to him in there, he said something along the lines, well, you know, now the you know, LGBT oh, – well, that's not what he said. He said, well, now that I'm – homophobia is, you know, done. We fixed it. Why should we even have pride anymore? I mean, do we need it? And you could kind of s- s- literally hear the slowly I turn, step by step inch by inch, pivoting pivoting of heads in that little chat room about to eviscerate this poor bun boy, which some did. Some tried to. Others you know, were very common schooling him. And I just like, okay, so I was talking to him, and he didn't know stuff either. He's gay and he doesn't know stuff. And I was explaining to him the whole how Stonewall happened. And I'm not going to go into all of it now. It's a very long story. But one of the big things was that, as I told him, In protest of the Stonewall bar being raided again by the police illegally, as gay bars were done all the time, where you could go to jail just for being in there and facing the bar. Or facing away from the bar. If you you turned your chair away from the bar, they would arrest you for soliciting prostitution. How does that work? I don't know. You have to be in the dirty minds of a heterosexual to figure that one out. But on this particular night, everybody had had enough. I said, on this particular night, this fabulous trans woman, Marsha Gay Harden, picked up a brick and threw it, and the riots began. And we had a con- we talked for another half an hour on the phone. And I said, and he said, and then he said, I mean, this is an incredible story, Patrick. Thank you for telling me all. That. I really didn't know any of that, and I had no idea she was that old. I said, who? Marsha Gay Harden. You said she's the one who started the riot. Marsha Gay Harden is a brilliant actress, brilliant queer advocate. But Miss Thing did not start. Miss Thing did not start the Stonewall riots. But imagine if she did. So even I have to be brushed up on my history from now and uh, every now and then as well. Great story, Patrick. I'm so tired. But just to set the record straight that I am not putting out misinformation out there into the universe. But just so that we're setting the record straight and that I'm not putting horrible misinformation out there into the universe. No, Marsha Gay Harding did not start the Stonewall Riots, but the person to whom it is attributed, the person who is – said to have thrown the first brick was a trans woman of color named marsha p marsha p johnson marsha p johnson remember her name even though i can't (laughs) okay and i'm laughing now which is great but just want to talk about what's been going on in the past few weeks in the United States. This week has been bananas for the rainbow people of the United States. Bananas! We're just coming hot off the heels of the House of Representatives of the United States having to sit down and vote on whether or not LGBT people deserved basic human rights. you think that would be kind of a self-evident question, but no, these truths are not self-evident apparently. It had to come to a vote because some people don't want to give us medical care because ew, Jesus said we're gross. Okay, well fortunately that didn't go so badly. The House of Representatives actually wound up passing something called the Equality Act, which is exactly what it sounds like. Gonna make sure that everything's equal for everybody and people cannot be turned down for health care or be fired from a job or anything like that just because of who or what they are. And that includes race and religion, all, all, all the whole shebangy. And I saw a whole bunch of people just went, okay, that's done. La, 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 let's go dancing. La, 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 let's go dancing. And I said, whoa, kitties, kitties, kitties. That's the House. Yeah, they passed the act, but it's not law yet. Until it passes the Senate, too. And that ain't gonna happen. And even if it did, it's gotta get through big orange shithead with his veto pen. I'm just sitting here watching my basic human rights as a human being. And as an American, just... Slowly eroding away, and nobody is paying attention. I mean, I'm not even paying attention. I'm so sickened by the news I don't turn it on anymore, so I don't hear about shit. I guess that's the whole gameplay. If they don't know what's going on, they'll not miss the rights that we just took away from them. But little things, you know, the the whole abortion thing that's going on. Just seeing things getting chiseled. Not like I'm getting an abortion, but you know what I mean. Abortion step one. We're step two. Doesn't matter. That's that's how it's gonna go. So whatever happens with the abortion issue is going to happen to us as well. So, it, it, it's awful, but that's just happened. That just happened, and now, shithead, has announced that here he's he's announced that he's assembling a task force. And the whole purpose of the task force is to bring back natural law. Well, that sounds great. What's that? Oh no 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 no. That's the law that says, gosh, homosexuality doesn't happen in nature. Right? So we shouldn't treat them as people because it's not natural. And they're going to find all the ways that we're not natural and how to abuse, you know, how to use that against us and shit. And the president did this during Pride Month. So in the, in the past few weeks, we've had our basic humanity called into question by the House of Representatives. And now we're being told we're unnatural. Okay, this is fun. Oh, but wait, it gets better because Nazis interrupted the Detroit Pride Parade. And not only did they interrupt the Detroit Pride Parade, they had a police escort. Straight up Nazis! Nazis! They urinated on a flag of Israel and had a police escort. They were clearly there to do nothing but start trouble, but they had a police escort. And What's astounding me and making me really sad is that we lost so many brilliant fighters in the AIDS crisis. I mean, a whole generation of fabulous people were taken away from us. But man, those queens knew how to fight. They saw a fight coming a mile away and they were ready and waiting for them. But... That's not happening. I mean, if they got a whiff of any of this, there'd be there'd be picket lines up and down everywhere. There, there, there shit would be going down. I mean, you look at some of the AIDS protests for like all of a sudden they'd be hijacking NBC broadcasts for the night and, you know, broadcasting AIDS statistics instead of, you know, I don't know, whatever. What's an NBC show? I don't know. Give me a break. What I, okay, great, great. I delayed the joke. But yeah, they do crazy shit. Nobody's doing anything nobody's doing anything, and including me. I'm just bitching. And it scares me. And everyone's so excited for Pride. It's great. Isn't it great? Look at all the rainbows. I'm like, yeah, look at all these corporate-ass bought rainbows. They, have, they love us because they figured out they have a target audience of people they can take money from because we've got lots of it because we don't have kids. Of course you love us. Are you going to back us up when shit hits the fan? I don't know. I really don't know. And I scoured the internet today just trying to find one, one little upbeat human interest piece. Just to, to get – I was just thirsty for anything to get this bad taste out of my mouth, and it just got worse. And of course now I have to worry about pride itself. I'm like, do I want to go to pride what if something happens? Because of the rate it's going, it's New York. Something's going to happen. But no, you can't hide. We've d- I've, I've done that long enough. I'm not doing that anymore. It's the whole reason you come out is that you don't have to do that anymore. And the only thing I can say to do is to just not be... Don't keep your blinders on. Don't have to take them off all the time, but just be aware of things. Just read a couple of pages in of a newspaper every now and then, and ResistBot is your friend. What's ResistBot, Patrick? It's this handy little app. It's not even an app. If you just go on a Facebook or Twitter, you type in ResistBot, it will take you to ResistBot. ResistBot, you give them their, you're giving your address and their, and your not even your address, your zip code, and they go, Bing. Here's a list of all of your senators and congress people would you like to send faxes or emails to them and in five minutes you can talk to everybody in your state and i don't know if it does any good but at least something at least we're not don't go quietly into the good night kids because i'm not sure it's guaranteed that we're going to have a good night well, we're all going to have a good night at one point, if you know what I mean. Like the, the last good night. Okay, Patrick's depressed and it's like 3 in the morning. I have tried to put out this episode 5 million times. Okay, because this is the other thing that's going on. Hey, my Patreon subscribers already know this, but cool things have happened here. Because we hit a really big goal over Patreon. I now have all new equipment. I have replaced all of my podcasting equipment. I have now got Top of the line shit, from stem to stern. Howard Stern? No, Laura Dern. No, I don't know what. Happened. Shut up, shut up. But yeah, so um, and it's all thanks. It's all thanks to patron. Uh, my super screamers. We have this great new software called Hindenburg. It is the best, easiest recording software to use. And mastering it is literally you push a button and done. Everything else was fiddle, 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 fiddle for hours and conflicts. Man, I'd be editing forever, trying to get the sound right. And this just goes pang perfect every time. I got that. I've got a brand new mixer. I have got a Rode Podcaster. I'm not, sorry. Rode Procaster. What do I have? It's a Rode Procaster microphone. Top of the line. Highly coveted. Right now, so why do you still sound like shit, Patrick? Because I can't get any of it to work. None of it. It's all static. These things don't come with this instruction manuals, and this. I I, I don't know. It's just I, nothing's working, and I don't know what to do. And it's making me depressed. And it's just like, well, I want to do the show, but I want to do the show on my new cool microphone. It's Pride Month. i can like, be proud about my new stuff, but I can't even do that. It'll get fixed. It'll be fine. I'm talking about the sound equipment, the rest of it I don't know about, but it's just as well because at this point I'd be using the new equipment and you could really hear like all the crackling in my voice because it'd be so crisp and clear <laughs> because I'm so, it's three in the morning and I had insomnia for two days and I'm just miserable. yeah, you'd hear all of that in clear clear desperate <laughs> desperado sound, yes, wrap it around you wrap it around you tightly bitches okay. Tell you what, I am going to go make myself a cup of tea, and then I'm going to cup. Well, that's appropriate. I'm going to have make myself a nice cup of tea. I'm going to go up to that lovely little B&B out in the moors of the UK. I don't know who that person is. Because we're going to go, you know, we're going to have a lovely cup of tea, we're going to make, maybe a cup of cup of biscuits, curl up by the fire, and talk about B&B from 2007. But don't worry, I'm not gonna let you sit here while I go make myself a cup of tea and find some scraggly-ass biscuits in the. Cu- in the cu- I just had a picture of scraggly-ass like biscuit biscuits like our U.S. biscuits has had. Never mind, I just like weird cartoon image. It was like the, Let's all go to the lobby, but with really scary <laughs> bread foods. I got it. okay. All right, never mind. We're gonna sit here. We're gonna listen to the trailer. Okay. Okay. Wow. Now that we're married, you won't mind giving us that double. I hate to break it to you, Mark. You're still not married. Not by the law that counts. I'm staying here with my husband. You want to call him that? I'm not going to stop you. Well, you won't stop us expressing our love either. Keep laughing at God. See how that works out for you. I'm on your side. This kid's gay. Why don't we just call it quits and go home? So want should tell him to be careful. The Russian, is he with you or with us? You wouldn't want me broadcasting your preferences to strangers. Not everyone's as tolerant as I am. This one means someone who's done murder. This one here means someone who's a high-ranking criminal. He's blocked us in, we can't get out. You're afraid of the way he parks now. No signal. Not really clear as a bell around here. We need to go right now. Fuck! Where is he taking me? You think he might have come to bash quiz? Or... He might be gay himself. Just because he's not after us, doesn't mean he's not dangerous. He's not cruising, he's hunting. I want you to get you from out of my family. These people are threatening us. Is Paul in danger? Yes, danger of having a good time. <laughs> So B&B is the story of a couple, Fred and Marcus. A year ago, they had visited this quaint little B&B out in the British countryside and were refused. They were not allowed to sleep in the same bed because they were gay. They sued. They won. And now a year, they've come a year a year has gone by and they've returned to this B and B, I guess to gloat. To finally get their bed together as husband and husband. And here the trouble begins. This is a nice tight little Hitchcockian style thriller where you're never really quite sure where the threat is coming from because there's all kinds of chess pieces in play here yes it's fred marcus and fred is the more sympathetic of the two whereas marcus seems determined to rub shit into the owner of this the the bb's owner's face as much as possible to make things make this day as difficult as possible for the owner, even though they've already run their court case, they've won the right to sleep in the same bed, they've gotten everything they want, but Marcus really just wants to lay it into this guy, even though they've bankrupted him. Like, this this guy is in severe debt, this B&B is holding on by a thread, but Marcus will not let up with his shenanigans, which is making Fred really uncomfortable, because In retaliation, they've publicized the fact that we're coming on this day and anyone who supports us should come to the B&B this day and support us in our gayness. But on the flip side, Josh, the owner of the B&B, has done the same thing. Anybody who supports my cause should come to the B&B tonight as well. But it turns out there's only one other guest staying there, a Russian who doesn't speak English, who's big and imposing and muscular and quite scary. And no one's really sure whose side he's on. Is he on any side? Throw into the mix Josh, the BB's owner, BB's owner's teenage son, who seconds after Fred and Marcus arrive, corners Fred and Attel and says, Oh, by the way, I wasn't sure a year ago, but I am now. I'm gay too. I'm on your side. And is constantly catching. Fred, in some form of undress, to tell him some important piece of information, which is making Fred incredibly uncomfortable. He's like, you have to stop bothering me. Your father's downstairs. Could you please let me put some clothes on? And Fred's very uncomfortable. Fred's just like, I just want to go. I just want to leave. Are we here to teach this guy something, or are we here to make him eat shit? Because it seems like we're just here to make him eat shit. And I'm trying to figure out how to get into what's going on here without ruining everything. Uh, well, it turns out, it seems that the Russian guy has arrived to hook up with the teenage son, that they've arranged this on the internet. But Fred is starting to get the impression that this guy is not what he seems at all, that he seems to be some kind of basher. because He's got all kinds of weird like military equipment and strange tattoos, and he's fearing for the son's safety. Like, they're going to go off to some park and screw away from the— Watchful eyes of his father, but he's afraid that that son's not going to come back. And when that son doesn't come back, he's going to be coming after them too. Is that what's happening? I'm not really sure. Well, I'm not going to tell you. I do know exactly what's happening. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, the problem with it is that when it leaves the B&B, the tension goes out of it. When it goes to this park a couple of times, it it, get, it gets messy. Like, when it was in the one location, it was nice and claustrophobic. Once you get away from that, not so much anymore. And then it starts relying on a lot of technology, which isn't as much fun. There's, like, cell phone jammers and a whole lot of stuff with infrared camera stuff. You know, night goggles, night vision goggles. And the problem with night vision goggles is that everybody in the cast looks the same in night vision goggles. So a lot of times I was watching footage having no idea who I was watching or who was doing what to whom. And... It's a great little thrill ride and at the end of the day, you wind up in a very different place than where you thought you were going to end up and it gave me a lot of pause and it made me stop and think about how toxic being in the closet against your will can be and how maybe sometimes if you give people the benefit of the doubt, if maybe you don't think everyone's always out to get you all the time, they'll surprise you. And maybe not everybody is your enemy. Or your enemy is not exactly who you think it is, anyway. Anyway, I did not do a good job describing this movie. um, right, True confession time. Why is Patrick up at 3 a.m.? Why is Patrick having such a hard time with this episode? Miss Moochie? has been in intensive care since Tuesday. Today's Friday. Um, I was supposed to record an episode with um Doug Shapiro and Scott from the State on Tuesday night about Can't Stop the Music. But I came home that afternoon and she was convulsing on the floor and she didn't stop. She didn't stop for hours. I you know even after taken to the hospital and they we thought we were gonna have to say goodbye then, but she um did come around But she's not out of the woods, and um, I'm just waiting. And the waiting is agony. And I'm trying to do things to distract myself, but nothing works. So, I'm not eating. I'm not sleeping. She's all I think about. And I want her to come home. So now you know. I don't have. I, I tried to do this episode. I can't. This is all I've got. I'm trying to talk about a movie that I just don't give a shit about. Because all I want is my baby home. So I guess we're just going to wrap up here I'm just gonna call it quits okay I've tried I can't do it I don't know what ha- what's gonna happen for the next episode um if anything's gonna happen for the next episode I don't know so um please keep smoochy in your thoughts and me and your thoughts have a fantastic pride month whatever it is you're doing I don't know if this is my goodbye for the season or not I don't know hopefully there'll be another show I don't know I can't um I don't know just know Daddy loves you. I love you all very much. And um, working on the show right now has been a, a respite from the pain for a little bit. But it's back now, and I can't go any further. So thank you all for your continued support of the show. I love you all very much. And hopefully I will see you in two weeks to talk about Can't Stop the Music with a fabulous kitty by my side.